Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Voice for Victims podcast. Stand up and speak up. Welcome, everyone, to the Voice for Victims podcast with your host, Crystal Starnes. Tonight, Janet Lopez is going to be joining us um, as a co-host for the first time on this show. So let's welcome Janet. Hi, Janet. Hi. (laughs) Hi, How are you tonight? Thank you for having me. I'm doing great. You know, we were talking about... um, the healthcare industry and everything and my experience in it. And just, I also worked uh, for Planned Parenthood Clinic, educating uh, teenagers and just adults and everyone in safe sex. <laughs> so I was a safe sex educator at one point uh, prior to being an actor. So I'm so happy to be here and excited for our guest. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I'm excited too. We're going to be um, having a guest on um she's a special guest and her name is Sophia Alvarez and she is the owner and founder of Sophia's Network Marketing and totalsurrender.org let's welcome Sophia to the show hi Sophia hello hello everyone pleasure to be on thank you so much I'm so honored thank you oh you're welcome you guys are so amazing oh um well, I guess we will start with um, you uh, letting our audience know um, maybe a little bit about who you are and your background. Sure, sure. Uh, my name is Sophia Alvarez. Actually, I'm the owner founder, as you as you have stated, uh, um, Sophia's Network Marketing dot com, and what that is is actually uh, I created the ability to start your own. A store or a business online and provide the resources to be able to do so and also education so that way everything you actually need is provided uh, to be able to start a, uh, your own store or business online and then also I am the creator um, and owner and founder of Total Surrender um, org, which is my ministry and I do 72 hours continuous worship nonstop um, events so um, that's that's about what my my extension of what I do is um, we have an, uh, a new ministry that is extended out in India now, which I am ecstatic about with Pastor John out there, and I call her First Lady Arahana, and they're out there holding it down and taking care of the children, and um, there was a village that just recently burned down, so we've been taking care of, of 10 families that are out there helping them to reestablish themselves and getting clothing and food and water and everything that's uh, necessary for them out there. So I am totally blessed to see literally God's hands extended across the world and be part of it. So, yes. That's awesome. That's so amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. The fact that you're helping people worldwide. Yeah, it's amazing. You know, I never thought about that. I think I heard you, Janice, say as, as a missionary. And, you know, I know that me and my husband talked about doing missions, like, way back when when we were younger. And I never thought about that. I never seen myself as a missionary or, or, some, or anything. Just always wanted to do it, but never seen myself doing it. And last year, I had the blessed opportunity of joining with Pastor John. And Pastor John just took everything and 
kept what my ministry is legit. I mean, with the lettering and the way the markings were with the logos and didn't want to change it and just took something that was already grafted and, and engineered by God and just kept it that way and took off and ran with it instead of trying to change it into his vision. He kept the vision. And I am super blessed about that. And now he's out there taking care of these children. And now he's growing at an, at an expense that I'm just like, Lord, okay, you need to provide these sources to continue to do this work. <laughs> so we're, that's where we're at. So it's, like, it's a great leap and, and joy to, to be able to see even the kids um, come together and they had a piece of paper with crayon that they were provided. And the village, the kids actually said thank you and wrote it on a piece of paper with crayon. And, you know, it's just like a five-year-old bringing you home uh, an artwork, you know, that was created by them for, you know, the first time. And that heartfelt, you know, just blessing of joy, you know, that yeah. something so simple, but it was so, meant so much. You know, so oh, yeah, those are the kind definitely. of things you get in, yeah. So get little things. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's those little things that mean a lot, definitely, definitely mm-hmm. for sure. One yeah. of the things I wanted to ask, like I noticed like you're mm-hmm. doing ministries and you're helping children. Um, was there ever anything that like drove you to want to help children in the community, like anything like when you grew up or you know, anything that you'd want to tell our audience that, like, maybe you were passionate about doing this? Um, well, uh, you know, maybe, was there ever anything in your life that you experienced, I guess is what I'm getting at. Well, you don't have um, to answer it. It's, it's totally up to you. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, as far as working with children, I mean, that happened when I grew up and had my own. You know, and uh, after my kids were, you know, older and then they started getting involved, you know, in like sports and football and softball and ballet, <laughs> that you become part of it. And then not only do you become part of it, you literally become part of it. And next thing you know, you're the mom carrying everybody around from place to place. And that's kind of where, you know, I grew up to, you know, when when I was growing up, you know, because I'll share a little bit right now about it, is I had a neighbor across the street who ended up being like my mom. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, she took care of me. So that's kind of like why I took care of others. Yeah. Yes, so oh. you saying that, okay, so like you saying like your neighbor like took care of you. Like, did you, was you yeah. raised by your mom and dad or was you raised by anyone else? Like, you know, I, I guess I'm not following <laughs> totally. No, no. I was, I was raised with my grandparents. My, me and my sister, we were deserted by my mom when I was two years old and she was six months. We were abandoned. Um, I guess the neighbor, from what I'm understanding, heard uh, crying. So um, they called for my grandparents. And my grandparents came and picked me up and my sister up. And then from there, I guess uh, we end up being with them for the rest of our lives. But um, so they saved us because um, my four brothers before me, they were given up for adoption. Oh, and, wow. Uh, yeah. So I was like, uh, you know, we were kind of like stuck, I guess, between a divorce and, and kind of like uh other 
another marriage and I don't know what happened that my mom left us like that, but she did. And, um, yeah, thank God that we had my grandparents, but as I shared, you know, with the paperwork that I showed or I sent you is just that even though we were blessed, we were saved, you know, we still had a rough life because at that point, you know, my grandfather, he was an alcoholic and an abusive alcoholic. Um, so, you know, I grew up having to protect my grandmother, you know, um, from being wow. usually abused you, on a daily basis. Yeah. Did you ever, um, in growing up, as you said, uh, that you were saved kind of by your neighbor, but at the same time your grandparents saved you, but then you ended mm-hmm. up in a other situation. Did you ever get in touch with your mom at that point or never, never really got in touch with your mom after that? You know what, my mom showed up, I think, when I was about seven years old. I remember her showing up to my grandparents' house. I remember being excited to see her because it was my mom. And and then (laughs) I remember she gave me, like, lipstick. Oh, and I wonder if, like, because you know how parents, um, like, your grandparents probably grew attached to you, too, though. Probably saw oh, you yeah. Like, yeah. Because you were like the granddaughter, were, you know what I mean? Like, they probably didn't yeah. want to let you go either at that point. I mean, you know, you fall in love with kids. And yeah, I think my I think my grandmother and my grandfather knew the situation, and instead of seeing us also go for adoption, they decided to adopt us. And um, that's kind of like where we ended up being for the rest of our lives. But, um, yeah, but like I said, my grandfather was um, an alcoholic and, you know, we grew up in that way, and I grew up um, protecting my grandma, sitting basically next to her on the couch every day to make wow. sure my grandfather wouldn't sit there and beat on her because um, and that's what he did. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it was like, yeah. yeah, I just wanted to add real quick, you know, you're a very inspiring person because I feel like you came a long way. And the fact that you have, like, your own ministry, like, you're helping people even across the world. Plus, you have like your own businesses. I mean, is there anything that you any advice for people that may be in that situation, or maybe even somebody that's in a situation like your grandma? You know, um, it's it's kind of it's it's hard to. Oh my gosh, reach out and it's like. As I was mentioning, like, for instance, my mom, Beth, my mom, Beth Graham, um, she was a lady that was across the street that was a neighbor, and um, she literally took me underneath her wings when I, when I was a teenager and uh, took me and kept me from doing a couple things I probably shouldn't have been involved in. And, it, it, and it's just people like that. It's just people who, you know, but when you're going through stuff like that, you, you, you're so cautious because there's just, you know, you don't know who you trust. I mean, it, it comes down to where you even have family members who are of the inner group of your family, and, you know, and you get abused for them, and, and it's like, who do you talk to? What I learned is I talk to God, <laughs> you know, because it, it's the one that can bring true healing. It's the one that can stop things that, that are happening in, in a situation that has gone astray, it's one that can bring protection. It's one that can bring safety in the midst of chaos. And so that's where I kind of like learned to grow close to God. But it's not like I had this 
this relationship way when I was younger because it was, I was so angry and so hurt and so mad about, you know, what I was going through, you know. Of so course. my thing is just, is just to, you know, uh, find someone or, or something that can, you know, what is it that, that, that you would like to see come out of the situation because, we have that opportunity to turn it around. We have that opportunity to to say you can make it through. We have that opportunity to say it's all right. We have that opportunity to say, you know, we've grown up now. We can make these changes. We can do something to help somebody else so somebody else doesn't go through the same situation. We have the opportunity to reach out to our kids' friends and say, hey, you know, if you need a home, you need a, you need a meal. You know, you need something, you know, we're here. So that's what I truly believe is that helping hand out into someone who's going through something. And uh, I think it's where we connect in that aspect that we don't really realize the impact that we have on others. Just as I was saying with my mom, Beth, even, even though she wasn't my mom, I claimed her as my mom because she took me underneath her wings as her girl, you know, and it was yeah, because of her, I awesome. think I turned out to where I am today. You know, if she didn't right. intervene in my life, I don't know where I would be today. Right. But because of her love and because of her mercy and because and of her she grace. Your, yeah. She was your neighbor. Wow. Powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, whenever you were going through this, like, it sounds like, like, with your grandfather, you know, he was an alcoholic and, you know, he was abusive towards your grandmother. Did you ever find yourself um, having withdrawal symptoms, like, from activities or, like, wanting to go into your room and just get away from everybody? Um, You know, did you ever do that, like, growing up, like, hiding and, you know, was you involved in activities growing up? Oh, jeez. I withdrew a lot. Oh, my God. Yeah, I hear it a lot. Oh, I'm sorry that you had to go through that. I, I feel for you, but I, you know, anything that you can tell the listeners out there, because I'm sure there's somebody listening that may have been or is in a similar situation that you were in that you could maybe um, help, you know, like if you, like how did you cope with it? You know, is there anything that you did that you can look back on that you feel that may have saved your life going through this that you could maybe suggest that to somebody else? Yeah, um, definitely um, I would say, once again, finding maybe someone you can connect to, finding a group, finding people, finding someone who actually has a similar situation, as you were saying, because, you know, we're there to heal each other. When we share things like this, others understand, they can relate and say, like you said, it's like, yeah, I was there, you know, but I can get through it. And and to me, it was just, it, it was learning that I don't have to run. I don't have to hide. It was learning mm. that it's like, I am special. I am beautiful. I right. am an overcomer. I can't step out and, and, um, and and now, you know, it, it's a little bit. It's a little bit at a time. It's not like there's big jumps. Like and 
And if somebody can make that big jump, go for it. But it's like even those little baby steps, you know, to come out is just to, to, to come out from where you were, to come out to know it's okay, to come yeah. out and, and to grow, to come out and, right. and not be afraid. Yeah, I think a lot of people are afraid. Yeah. Yeah. To change. I guess my question for you is this. Let's say I'm your neighbor or, like, a teacher Uh or somebody. Is there any, like, behavioral changes that they should be on the lookout for or that maybe somebody would notice? Is there anything that you think that maybe um, somebody could have noticed but never really noticed? Any behavioral changes in your perspective? Like, for me, example, um, when something will happen to me, for example, I did withdraw, but not everybody withdraws. So some people get upset. Uh, mm-hmm. So was there anything that maybe somebody could have noticed or, or kind of behavior changes in you um, during your, you know, what was going on at home and how you were reacting towards it? Well, what was amazing is because of my grandfather and <laughs> it's like, Everybody knew who they called him Papa Five. You know, they knew he would go to the, store, to the liquor store and get two beers at a time and, and come back home and, you know, um, then go back out and get two more beers. And, you know, it just kept on going. But um, to – I'm sorry, I lost the frame of your question there. Oh, I get what you're <laughs> saying is that people probably would have noticed that he drinks a lot because he's going to the store yeah. quite a bit. Yeah, I go where you're saying so for, on that. Yeah, that makes yeah. a lot of sense. So, but, like, for me, what, yeah, mm-hmm. for you. Like, yeah, for me, it was, it, it, um, I was sick a lot, you know. Um, I was very nauseous. My stomach was upset all the time. Um, I think there was a lot of sickness or, you know, whether it was just not being able to deal with or coping with what the situation was before. So a li- lot of being withdrawn. Um, a lot of, uh, you know, because then, you know, other abuses happen in your home and then you're kind of like embarrassed about what's going on about your home. But then you have those select few that know and that are still there with you to stand with you. You know what I mean? And, uh, and I, I'm oh, thankful yeah. for my friends that were with me during the times and and it's just even though they knew the situations they were it was still they didn't exclude me but included me you know what I mean and so I think that's really important too is not to just cast somebody out you know but include them in and let them know it's okay it's okay that you went through this it's okay that of 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 the situations that, that, you know, there's someone there for you, you know what I mean? That somebody can be a strength, someone can yeah. hold your hand, someone I, can just, and, you know, yeah. Yeah, where you don't feel alone. But one thing that I just want to point out really quick before Crystal asks her question is, she has a question, but is the mm-hmm. fact that you said that you don't, that you're, that sometimes people are embarrassed by their situation. And it's crazy because yeah. um, when you think about it, it's not your fault, right? Like, how did we, we were born into a situation and it wasn't like we planned it, but then yet there's some kind of embarrassment going on. And so I think that's something that we need to uh, change in, in society is like, it's not an embarrassing thing. And as a matter of fact, 
a lot of people that you probably knew or, or somebody that you know might be going through this, and you have no idea because at the time it's happening to you, you feel like you're alone, like you're like the yeah. only one. Yeah, yeah, and sometimes even within your own household, you know, it's like because you have others that just want to turn the blind eye. You know what I mean? They just like they don't want to deal with it. They don't, you know. They just like, you know. So they, yeah, they turn a blind eye to everything, you know. And it's kind of hard to talk to or find someone to talk to when they don't even want to be involved. You know what I mean? Oh, or yeah. they or that's they more or less cool. act like it doesn't even exist. You know what I mean? So that's I think it's the hardest situation is being able to to share something into this type of magnitude with someone who's not gonna. First of all, as you were saying, shame you, right, for it. And yeah. then also making you feel like, like it is your fault. And it, it's like you said, you know, it's not our fault. It's not something that, you know, I wasn't looking to be abandoned. You know, it's like right now I just exactly. recently found out I don't even have a name on my birth certificate. I want to, re- I oh want to go ahead. Yes, wow. I went to go and renew my birth certificate, my, my driver's license, and I've had, you know, my other paperwork. I've been an EMT and everything. It's like, how did I get all this paperwork without my, my name on my birth certificate? My birth certificate, and you guys were all okay. But now, you know, it's like because of the new, you know, driver's license, they want to make sure everything's thorough. So now I literally have to go to downtown L.A. and go and, and sign up a name. And it's just like, so all these years, you know, almost 58 years later, I really don't have a name. And I had to deal with wow. this, with this within this last year. I'm going, oh, my gosh, for all these years, they didn't even get me in a name because I was almost off to be adopted also, you know. Oh, wow. And yeah. So, so it's a stunning thing. Uh, it reminds me of so many stories, but we're limited on time, so I can't really share mm-hmm. it too much. But you know, sometimes I wonder, like, I, I'm pretty sure there was some kind of circumstances that maybe your mom was in that she found herself in a situation where she had no choice. I mean, no, but it's just intense what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, Crystal, you had a question, so I just want to give you time to set up that question. Yeah, um, I just was wondering, did your grandmother ever try to reach out for help? You know what? No, she didn't. No, she didn't. Wow. The only help, she literally didn't. The only help is, is like later on because my, my dad would be there or my uncle would be there, which was worse because as soon as they found out the next day, you know, what had happened, well, now I'm waking up to my dad beating up on my grandfather, you know, because he had beat up on my grandmother. So it was like an escalation of, you know, things that are happening. So, yeah, you kind of like go through this, you know, this uh, um this trauma, you know, you had said, like, when I did see my mom, how did I react? You know, it's just, I just wanted to love her, you know, but she was, when she did come over when I was seven years old that time when I was saying when she gave me the lipstick, she was threatened, so she left. So I did not ever get to see her again till I was in probably my mid-20 to 30s. And um, I had found her. I searched for her and I found her. I literally found her. And um, I remember the phone call that I had with her. And um, it was just like, you know, are you Judy Mae Billups? And she says, yes, this is. I said, this is your daughter. And it was just silence. And I remember we both started crying. And then I went to meet her and I met my grandfather. 
And, you know, even though, as you say, the situation of what she went through, the only thing that I know is she's still with my mom. She still right. was my mom. And that meant something to me. So it was like, you know, it, it's like I had the heart that it's like, you know, I, I, I forgive you. You know, I know the situation of what was going on with my dad. And so it's like, you know, so we, we were, we were in, uh, you know, we got to know each other for a short period of time, you know, and found out I had another stepbrother, et cetera, et cetera. But then again, after a short period of time, she took off. And I've never oh. seen her since. Oh, so, that's too bad. And, yeah. And yeah. It's nice so that you were like able to still connect for a short time. For a short time, yeah. Yeah, so it, well, you know what I feel know. like when you said earlier about God, I feel like that's like such a good like to, the fact that you had God at one point in your life. Um, it really does help. You know, you have someone that you can trust, someone that will never leave you. Yeah, and, and he's you know what I mean, like what you said earlier. And, you know, God takes you the way you are. He accepts you the way you are. And he makes us even better than what we are. You know what I mean? And and it's like I even shared, like, with Will the other time, you know, we, you know, God knows all things. You know, he's the alpha and he's the omega. He's the beginning and the end. We're walking through what he's already created in us. So it's like, you know, he's the maker of all things. And he knows us greater than we know ourselves. You know what I mean? So it's why do we take things to another person or why do we take, take things to man when we can take things to the one that knows it, you know? And he knows those feelings and he knows those situations, you know what I mean? So that's when we take, you know, every, whether you want to call it prayer, whether you want to call it talking to God, but, you know, just take those things to him before the throne room and just empty them out on him and let him continue to just pour his healing his mercy and grace on you. And, and I'll tell you, he'll renew your heart. He'll renew your spirit. He'll renew your soul. He'll give you strength where you feel weak. You know, he'll make you feel beautiful where you feel ugly, you know. And, um, yeah. Yeah, I think that you had God um, with you growing up all those years. And, and you know, he got you through everything. And I think that he, it's yeah. your calling, like what you're doing now with the ministry you know, I, yeah. I believe that what you went through is what brought you to do what you're doing now today. Yeah, and I, I just think it's sure. amazing how you how you have um, you know went from that to now what you are today. I mean, you should just feel very proud of yourself. You're truly a, yeah, a servant leader, and um, you're doing a lot of great things in the community. And and I just I think it's amazing that you survived all that, and now you're you know helping others. Well, thank you, thank you. Just uh, yeah, just just know that uh, yeah, those that are out there, just know, just reach out to God. God has always got an ear. He's always listening. He's always there, and He will take you the way you are. That was one thing that I think I stressed on my main on the ministry is just to come as you are, because that's how God accepts us. There's no. There's no, like, you got to be this way, you got to be that way. No, he takes you the way you are, and then, you know, you and him work things out. You know what I mean? <laughs> so right. if you lean on him, you know, he does the cleaning, he does the pruning, and, you know, it's like 
even as I was pruning today, it's like some of those dead things you can't even reach until you start getting those things from the outside out of the way. And then that's yeah. when you start seeing those dead things that are like those dead leaves that are way down there. You know what I mean? And it's just like, or when you start cleaning the white wall and then you notice after you clean the, the white that you notice that it's actually dirty. You know what I mean? So it, it, it's like those type of things that we just kind of like bring these things before him and, and let him just kind of do that mending and do that healing and, and do that restoring and do that guiding and do that directing and, you know, and uh, yeah, that's, that's what I say. Just come to him as you are. He, he will not deny you. Man will deny you, but not God. I do have one more last question and Chris is going to end the show after that, if you can quickly answer, but I really wanted to know this uh, question and it's really just to help others. Women uh-huh. that are in the situation, like your grandma, and then you're, you have kids involved that are watching this mm-hmm. situation, mm-hmm. what is your best advice for people like that that are in that situation? And what do you, is there any advice that you have for that person? I would definitely say don't be like my grandmother <laughs> and, um, and not reach out for help. I would say reach out for help. We have many, many resources, many, many resources now. Definitely reach out for that help and get someone to to help you, whether it's just to hear, whether it's to know what to do or how to handle the situation. Because for me, it was trying, it was a de-escalation all the time. Because you can see when my grandfather would come out to escalate the situation with my grandmother, because my grandmother was uh, was Polish and my grandfather was Lithuanian. So they would talk in that language. So us girls didn't understand what was going on. But at the same time, my grandfather would lean in the hallway and just escalate these arguments with her. And it was always this thing of trying to de-escalate my grandfather before he would escalate even more. Because once he would drink whiskey, that was it. We'd have police at our house or he'd be shooting the guns in the house or who knows what the heck he would, he would be off and doing. So I would say definitely reach out for that help. Just, yes, <laughs> use it. Use what is out there, whether it be a neighbor, whether it be a friend. Like I said, most definitely take it to God all the time. You know, if there is a situation, pray about it. You know, God can make things. He can make angels appear out of nowhere. I am witness to that, you know. So that's what I would say. Definitely use those resources um, that are out there. There's a lot of them online. I'll even add even extra ones to the Sophia's Network Marketing. You'll find them as the, I continue to put the website out for Total Surrender. You'll find resources like that. Um, so that way, yeah, we can be able to even help others so that they would be able to know a way to find out. But don't let yourself continually be abused and beat up and think that there's no one out there because someone does care and someone is out there to help you, and they really do want to help. I love your words of wisdom, and and I love, um, again, I love what you've done for the community, um, you know, and, you know, I just want to thank you so much for coming on the show and telling your story and, 
Is there anything else that you want to let the audience know or like is there, you know, anything that you want to put out there where they can find you, um, you uh, know, in addition to like what I said? Oh, definitely. Um, you can go to sophiasnetworkmarketing.com. Um, that's where I have provided resources and the way to be able to start a business online. There's educational resources in there. There's all this, and I'm adding stuff daily. I got so much to add to it. I'm finally glad it's up and running. So continually go back and look for those resources, a way to be able to start. If you're just looking for how can I start something to be able to do something of my own online, and I have no way to do it. I have no money. This is a way to be able to do it. Go to sophiasnetworkmarketing.com. Um, the other way is totalsurrender.org. You can reach me at Sophia Alvarez on Facebook. I think it's Sophia Alvarez 8. Um, yeah, just reach out and uh, we'll, I mean, all together we can sit here and make sure that we be able to help anyone that comes forward. So, uh, yeah, it just reach out and we'll get you help somehow, some way. Awesome. Well, thank you again for joining us, and thank you, Janet, for co-hosting tonight for the first Voice for Victims show. I loved having you on. Thank you. And, I love um, having Sophia, and thank you for having me. <laughs> oh, you're I welcome. enjoyed you guys. You guys are amazing. Thank you. And um, <laughs> I guess till next time, next week, we'll have a, sh- a show um, next Thursday and at the same time, 5 p.m. Pacific time and 8 p.m. Eastern time. And always stand up and make a difference for yourself or someone else. Thank you, everyone, and have a good night. All right. Be amazing. Thank you, guys. Thank you. (laughs) Bye, Julia. Thank you. Bye. Hello. Voice for Victim podcast wants you. Voice for Victims podcast is dedicated to educating the community about various aspects of victimization and giving victims an opportunity to speak up. Currently, the podcast is heard nationally on Thursday nights. It is carried on Blog Talk, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon, and Apple. If you support what Voice for Victims is doing, please contact voiceforvictimspodcast.com and a representative will contact you with further details. Thanks for listening and your support.